but I do have a New Year's resolution show specific. Well, life, ooh, ooh. life in general, but very show specific as well. Uh, to be more positive. We're going to be more positive <laughs> in 2019. Welcome to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special episode of the Yak Sports Podcast here on the one-year anniversary. I'm Joe Deck. With me, as usual, is Leland McRae. Uh, we got Graham Cash, our intro extraordinaire musician, coming on for a special guest interview later on. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I hope all of you will end it on the Graham wagon, just like I am, because... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He starts to lose me a little bit in the interview. It's not hard to tell where, but then he immediately gets me all the way back on. Uh, with totally some, redeems himself. Totally <laughs> redeems himself uh, with some great answers. Uh, but Leland, let's start this off. Uh, one year anniversary. You have the first thing you want to talk about is an arguments that need to be revisited. Uh, and this could probably just eat up the rest of the podcast. This could this. if we let it. But where I will, I'll go ahead and do the first one here. Um, just because I think it's going to be the shorter of the topics, and then we can get into this big one. Uh, when will Leland get on board the Fuente out bandwagon? Four more losses is my answer. Four losses this year, and he's out. Four losses means we're... Eight and four. Eight and four. Hopefully the fourth loss isn't like in the final week. Like If we get four losses before the end of November... Yeah, I'm I'm not in a good place because there's I, I we need to be moving forward. We need to be moving forward. And eight is just is just kicking a rock. It's not moving forward. It's just shuffling. So I th- I think I've had time to think about this. I saw your your question here, and I I I think four is my answer. Five definitely, but I think f- at four I think I'll be conceding this isn't working the way that we want it. I just think we're gonna be at three or hopefully less, three losses, and and that's moving forward. I was going to say, I, when we discussed uh, this SI article uh, that came out last week, right after we recorded. Uh, Which, the more I think about it, is just terrible. It's not good. I know. You're trying <laughs> to, like, good. paper over it, like, oh, it's yeah. those guys are bad apples. And like I told you, if it was just, like, three or four, okay. But it was, like, double digits. And I'm like, oh. Now I'm thinking there's a problem. He lost here. the team. He lost the team. That's and, what that article says. And again, as I texted you, Leland, in that article, when they're like, he has the team meeting, and the things being said by the people that are still there are turkey Stupid. bacon. I was yeah. like, you know what? I don't even respect the people that stayed because if that's what everybody is get making out. you yeah. not want to be here, <laughs> then please leave because you're not serious. This yeah. is why we struggle to make a bowl game is because you're worried about turkey bacon and not catching a freaking pass. And I think it honestly exposes the question more of why is Bud leaving? And I, and you hit on it immediately. I in think our conversation. you can see the writing on the and wall. And I just, I think it's just, I, I, it's a terrible article. I, I actually have nothing positive to say about it other than my immediate reaction of, please let me say something positive about it. <laughs> Since then I got nothing. So <laughs> There's that. My answer is four losses is I'll I'll be on the wagon. I might be handing off the back of it, but I'll probably be there. 
four losses in, one is to UVA. Are you ready for him to go? Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine such a world. Because um, <sighs> I'll be honest, four losses and one to UVA, he's out if I'm the But, AD. man, if we lose four before we play UVA, my goodness. I'm saying you lo- you're lo- you've lost three, you play UVA, you lose that one for four. If, yeah. Um, it's just hard. I, I, I'm so, I just want, I, I'm not a guy that wants coaches gone quickly. So it's hard for me just to sit here and hypothetically have him gone. Well, but for that, but for that, not only are you not progressing, but you are now losing the recruiting battle. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, shoot, we've lost the recruiting battle in this streak of 15 games and still continue to beat them. But I, I don't know. I would say I'd be on there. I'd say I'd be on board. I, I, I would, I would okay. think I would be, but let's hope that I don't have to. Face I hope, I hope your 10 and two prediction. Yeah. I hope <laughs> you're in Cody's 10 and two prediction a couple weeks ago is right. And they, they figure it out and win 10 games. And where all that leads to 10 games, you probably need a couple more for this to be relevant, but I mean, actually 10 might, might be right where you need. You want a 16 team playoff in college football. Mm-hmm. And I do not agree with that at all i am not against eight i i like what we have now i think it's given us what we need we're still seeing blowouts even with four teams i don't think we need to see the kind of blowouts that we'll have with a 16 team playoff i understand your point of view of getting everybody included give the ucfs an opportunity to win a national championship i understand the logic of that i just don't need it to enjoy college football i like what we have now if we went to eight I wouldn't be against it, but I do think we'd be opening ourselves up to devalue the regular season. And I think a 16 game playoff absolutely would devalue the regular season. And we'd have what we have in college basketball. We'd have it in college football. We'd have just three, four weeks of when everybody cares about the sports instead of four months that we get now. Okay. So again, and I can't believe I have to keep explaining this in the 16 team playoff that I am pushing for every conference champion gets in. So I'm not sure how that devalues the regular season. If anything, it increases the value because now every conference championship means something. Uh, and then you have six at large bids, which that's usually what we're talking about, right? We're usually talking about those kind of at large teams are the teams that get left out uh, in the playoff. Uh, you're not going to have anybody who is a goofball team, in my opinion, in the six at larges. Uh, you and- don't think some of those. Okay, and the six at largest. Some of those conference champions won't belong. Sure, but they don't belong in the March Madness tournament either. But they get invited. I just rather. I'd rather rather, if we're gonna have Division One FBS, let's have an FBS playoff. Let's have a representative FBS playoff. Yes, the team from the Sun Belt is gonna get destroyed nine times out of ten, but or ninety nine out of a hundred probably, but. Let's just let that happen because the one time they don't get destroyed and they pull off an upset, it's going to be huge. It's going to be the reason that that playoff exists. I mean, that's the games they're trying to get rid of now. That's the games that they don't want happening now on the regular. That's the teams like people can make fun of these teams playing lesser teams. I'm sure. Yeah, they're FBS. They're not FCS teams. But even then, people just want to play power five teams. That's what we talked about last week where Saban just wants to play. And that's why. And I'd rather us move that way. I I agreed with your point a hundred percent last week when you said, then let's close it off. Let's make it its own thing that only those teams. And then, but then everybody has a chance in that I'm fine with that. I don't 
need all these other conferences having an opportunity because they 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 don't have it. They don't have it to win four games in a playoff that they would need to win in a 16 play. But they don't have it. It ain't gonna happen. Well, so here's why the beauty of your argument. Sacrifice all these animals for nothing. Here's the beauty of your argument. Um, the way the powers that be have it set up, we'll never know because they're never gonna allow that to happen. I think you are much never more. It's much games. more realistic to have the Power Five separate themselves and create their own little thing than it is to have a 16-team playoff. And so for me, go ahead and let's just go ahead and do it. We're we're already basically there. Just go ahead and make it official. Tell the other conferences you don't have a chance. The reason they're not going to do that, though, Leland, is because they want their cake and they want to eat it, too, because they want the bowl games with those conferences because you need to, because otherwise then everyone makes a bowl game and then there is no value to the regular season other than the playoff for the national championship, I guess. But and, and I will say this, if they break it off to just the power five, I don't want them to expand the playoff. Then I think at that point, you've got your power five, the best four move on the worst conference that year gets left out a.k.a. Pac-12, we're looking at you. Um, and then you just play it out. Yeah, I, I need to wrap my hand around everything you just said. I, I would like to actually, in a power, when you only have the limited amount of power fives, somehow having everybody represented like with a conference championship or whatever in there, I would buy a little better if you could somehow reorder the teams and to make it to four conferences or six and have a first round buy for one and two, I'd be somewhere interested in that. But, um, so you want to have all five and a, and a wild card. I know. I, I wonder about expanding what the power five is just to touch, just to try to, there's no way they're going to do that. Get another swath of the South to the West there of teams that like there's the ones that pop up the, the UCF's one right now. And there's those teams that pop up somehow, get them in, get them involved and then go with that. And uh, maybe we need relegation. Maybe, maybe we need to get the teams in there and get them relegated or have the one mixed bag conference or whatever, where you do have a lot of travel <laughs> mixed bag. and then, and then I don't know, this is a terrible idea, but I, I just like, I, I then would want each conference is represented each champion. So you then it's even more so the regular season matters more. Each champion gets in that playoff. And the only reason you're making that is that conference championship. So then you're only getting Alabama or Georgia or LSU or Florida. Only one of those teams are going to make it out of the SEC. That would be crazy. Um, but you'd still have good time matchups with mm-hmm. Oklahoma and or Texas and Clemson and hopefully us and oh, Big Ten teams. Oh, like is. you'd have these, you'd still have big matchups, even though you'd lose some of those other ones. But you'd only have two, three rounds of playoffs i think you would see the five power fives and they would take one wild card so georgia or auburn or lsu or whoever the second best team in the sec can get in the playoff as well second place sec team yeah (laughs) all right well we're not gonna solve that one tonight uh let's talk about where i was wrong and i have two written down uh one we're gonna share i was high on the mariners my prediction this year embarrassingly so i had them win in the west and man, they are one of the worst teams in baseball. Not quite as bad as your Orioles, but man, they're bad. So I, I will hold my hand up and say I was wrong about the Mariners this year. But we'll circle back to where I was right in baseball. But I was wrong about the Mariners. I think the Mariners are worse than the Orioles. And I'll explain why at the bottom, uh, at the end of this podcast in the D block, uh, when, I, when I take shots at John Heyman for being unprofessional. 
But yeah, All you right. were wrong about the Mariners. Um, they're not good. Uh, they haven't been good since 2001. So cool. Yeah. I, I was thinking they might have a chance this year. I was definitely wrong. Or injuries hurt them a touch, but they still weren't going to be great. Yeah. I was wrong in the sense that Ryan Willis uh, was not the worst quarterback ever at Virginia Tech. Um, he's not great, but he's not the worst. I said he was going to be the worst. Uh, I mean, Grant Knoll still has a place in the Hokies that's, heart. I was going to say, I, I do <laughs> think he's better than Grant Knoll. I'm not sure what that says. Uh, low bar. I would say he's slightly better than Sean Glennon as well. Um, <laughs> but again, not a high bar to clear. And depending on how this year goes, he may fall below that bar. I, I, for me to be right about anything with Virginia Tech this year, he's going to have to have a, at least a decent year and 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 separate himself probably ahead of another name or two on that list. Uh, he's not better than Brian Randall. Yeah, we're only talking recent recent history here. We could probably go back and. and he's talk not about better than Jim Druckenmiller. Miller. He's not better than Al Clark. Yeah, but he's going to need to have a season where he puts his himself into some of those names i'm not saying he's going to go to the nfl or anything but i he's going to need to have a season where he's not being talked in with grant nolan sean glenn and he's needing to be talked with some other former hooky quarterbacks um he's not going to get up i to don't Michael even think Vick he's logan or, thomas or and i, I didn't Tyler i didn't love like logan I thomas i don't even think he's logan thomas he hasn't been yet i need him to have a good year for me to be right about anything so i'm glad you're at least acknowledging he's not the worst thing ever um if if he was if he's so bad, and not the worst thing ever, but so bad, then why isn't Quincy beating him out? That's just a point. Uh, well, to. again, that goes back to I don't think Justin Fuente can evaluate talent. He thought Josh Jackson was the best quarterback, and obviously that's not true because Ryan Willis seemed to have no problem going through ODU's defense. I can't say the same for Josh Jackson. All right. Another time we'll argue about that more because we need some more data, and we're going to get some unless he gets hurt. Uh, where we both were wrong, and this is just a, an opportunity for, for – for some listeners in particular to, to take some shots at us, hopefully on, on Twitter after the podcast, but we blatantly had an opinion and I don't know if we just said it outright on this podcast <laughs> too much, but blatantly publicly, we have said we, UVA was never going to win a national championship in basketball. We were just sure of it. We thought 2017, 18 proved it, but we were wrong. UVA won a national championship in basketball. That, that game plan, that style modified to what it was this year did get them where they needed to be so we were wrong i will admit that we were wrong they did what it took and they won it yeah we were wrong it was painful that we were wrong but we were wrong uh they won a national championship and they'll never let us forget it so yep there's that we don't have to like it all right moving on that's that's as far as we'll go on that yeah. <laughs> i'm sure jeff will right. let us know and this is turning back to baseball i was right the twins I know that the Indians have, have caught, and back, caught back up, and there were those head-to-head matchups have really gone in Cleveland's way, but the Twins are worth talking about, and I wasn't crazy and as dismissive as you were about the Twins when I said mm-hmm. it in, in March. I no doubt have, have proved that wrong, and the Twins are very relevant, going to make the playoffs. Where they exactly they fit in, I don't know, but um, I had them all the way to the ALCS. I'm, I'm a little weary of that, but... I think they can get it back going because at one point this season they were playing like a team that could contend for that. Um, they're not going to the World Series, but they, I was right. They're a good team, and I'm, I'm happy I was. And they're, that's not like my team. That's not my you know my, my I'm a Pirates fan, so I, I like going on a limb and getting that right. 
Yeah. No, the twins. The twins are good. You were right about the twins. I wasn't. Um, where I was right, I've got a couple on here, uh, but we'll go ahead and start with the one that's going to hurt you the <laughs> most. Yeah, we'll we'll start with the one that's going to make you the most mad. Um, back when the state playoffs started, and we looked ahead. I think it was about state quarterfinal, or I guess it's state semifinals, uh, region championship, somewhere in there. Uh, we were looking ahead, and I was already dreading Chilawi Riverheads too. And you were sitting there going, "Oh, what a great story it would be." Big big revenge game, big rematch for Chilawi. And I was like, that's going to be exciting for about five minutes. And man, that game was over at kickoff. Chilawi had no business being in the same stadium. They don't even really belong in the same state as Riverheads. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it, they just get killed every time they step on the field. And I'm, I'm, you know, no one from Chilawi is going to listen to this, so I feel okay. But uh, as a, as a person, I know you're a Riverheads alum and I, get that you're not necessarily looking for the best game you're just looking for the best result no that's what you put on me that's what that's you put on that's me. the only justification you have here leland by telling me riverheads chilawi is a great story it's it's a horrible story you know what espn loves is they love alabama and clemson playing because that's two known entities because it's that- good games and either team might win so when i'm talking about promoting a radio broadcast you know what they don't love virginia game. tech uva football because Ever- one team has won 15 straight years <laughs> well i like that example but i liked it because if we start having northumberland in this thing people are gonna be like who is where is that I mean, it's it's who the cares? Morgan State. I don't need the fans to know who they are. I just need to show up to the game. I, for what I was arguing in this argument, I do need the fans to show up because I was saying it was easier to promote. It was the sexier matchup. It was easy to get people's attention with the rematch for last year. Chilawi's undefeated, all that. That's what I was arguing. Now, in your pregame analysis from three weeks before it happened, Actually, probably four months before it happened. You're right. Riverheads rocked them. And and it was easy pickings for the Gladiators. I just think at that point is irrelevant because I don't know who was going to challenge them more in that game last year. Well, And this is the, this is a personal battle I've been having. I've been actually – last week we had a really good argument <laughs> in our post game of our podcast. We had a post, great yeah. argument. And it was because my Riverheads homer was just out on the table and I was just arguing – with all that, all my heart out there. And so I'm like, man, should I just be more of a Riverheads homer on this podcast? Like, do I need to hold that back? Like, you know, with uh, Virginia Tech, I, I'm pretty much just a homer. With Steelers, I'm a homer. But Riverheads, I kind of bring it back, and I, I don't let that out as much. And I think it's the difference that I, like, played on that team and how we were coached by the current regime there of, you know, acting like you've been there before and all that. So I, it's hard for me to just come out and just be blatant, over-the-top, Riverheads all the way. I think they're awesome. So maybe I'll just use this one anniversary podcast for it. They're, they are awesome. They're going to be awesome this year. If they do anything less than make it to Salem, then something really strange has happened. Make it. They're. I'm leaving an opportunity for one other team to be worth something in the state, but not within was, 20 it, points. A playoff team, not within 20 points. So like you're that. saying no one, no one is within 20 points. Riverheads, not in the playoffs. Nope. Not maybe playoffs, not even on their entire schedule. Not I need to see game. what East Rock is. Uh, Glenvar and East Rock, I think, are the hardest. Oh, we've games been over this. Glenvar's horrible. Not interested in Glenvar. Horrible. They're not horrible. Not interested. But I, 
they're they're awesome. I I I think they're great. I don't think it gets better in this area for football. I don't I don't think it. I guess that's the reason I don't talk about it much because it doesn't need to be said. It's so obvious. They they have the right system in place. They bring the kids along the right way. They do things the right way. People cannot like the fans all they want. Maybe that's why I also play it down because I don't want people to use my, you know, homerisms <laughs> against us. But you know, everybody hates the Patriot fans too. Everybody hates Yankee fans. Like it's probably in the same ballpark. When you do that much winning, people are going to hate you, and that's that's fine. Riverheads has earned it. I mean, that's the that's the other side of it. They, it's not that they have some kind of attitude that they're better. They have earned the respect and the hate that they get because of it. Um, at some point, it'll change. It, things like this don't last forever. And Riverheads, at not a too far below, before Robert Castro got there, and even his first year, were terrible. It'll all even out in the end at some point, but you gotta love what they're doing now. If if you like excellence and you like kids getting the most out of kids, because that's what that staff does. So that's my Riverheads homerism for the year. I'll pull it back next week, but I, I'm using the one year anniversary just to just to say it. And I don't care. I I want Chilali again. Let's do it. No, my <laughs> God, no, Chilali. Don't if Chilali is the team, then just honestly, what I told you in our post game. 1A championship goes to Riverheads, and they play the 2A champion after that game's done the next week. And I would honestly be so I'm so excited. At least that's like, going to be a game. It, because it's something that would never happen. They will not do that. It's not like no. a possibility. It, it can't happen. It, it just wrecks the whole system. But I am not afraid for Riverheads to play any team. And, no, and, but at least that's a game. At least I don't know who's yeah. going to win that game. I know who's going to win when Riverheads plays Chilawi or Galax or whatever team comes out of C or D. Galax beat us not that long ago. We were a good team when they beat well, us. Well, okay, but you were telling me how Galax was a waste of time and I shouldn't get excited if Galax wins. Last year. Last year's team. They weren't Ever. good last year. They weren't as good last year. They were good. They were better before then. They had kids they're putting on Virginia Tech's roster, right. which That's... might explain why we're losing now. Um, so... Great. <laughs> That's... I don't know. I don't really want Chilhowie this year. Um, I think Galax is stronger this year. Um, I don't know who, who else we get. I, I ran off a list to you the other day. Graham. No, that's Graham, a 2A no, school. No, Graham's 2A. Oh, my gosh. There's no one. And I'll tell you what. I saw some Stonewall film, uh, Stonewall at the Jamboree this weekend at Riverheads. I think they've gotten worse. They're up to two. They're in 2B now. I think they're worse than they were these last couple of years. Great. Let's take, let's take some shots at them now that they're not in the district. Um <laughs> I think we're safe. I don't think anyone from Stonewall is listening to this either. They know what they are. Uh, the other thing I was right about was the Super Bowl. How could I forget this? You had to remind me. I got the Super Bowl right in the preseason when I went Rams, Patriots, Pats win. I crushed it. Good job, me. <laughs> yeah, anytime you can be right with a Pats pick, I mean, that's going out on a limb there. So Yeah, but I got the whole matchup right. I, the Rams, I was not as big on the Rams. I actually probably give you more credit there. Uh, I remember saying in the preseason last year when making those picks, I just didn't see what everybody saw in the Rams. I thought they'd be better, but not. They were really good, and uh, I think they'll be good again. I see. I'm not as up on the Rams this year. I think they're going to they're gonna take a little step back. They well, still might win that division. They still might win that division. The Seahawks and the Cardinals. Right. They still might win that division, but they're not going deep in the playoffs. I think Niners will be improved. They, they'll Garoppolo don't get hurt again. Oh wow, what an accomplishment that'll be! That team was horrible, Leland. Well, they didn't have their quarterback. Let's save it, save it for another week. The NFL preview. Who are your favorite guests we 
had on this podcast. And it doesn't have to be like the best guests or, or something like that, but just who are your favorite people that we had on minus the list I'll go over later. Okay. Minus the list we're going over later and minus the two guys from the DC crossover, obviously. Um, but that was good. Uh, George Loss is a guy I've gotten to know through 40 Sports. And now uh, running into him while we're doing radio at ESPN 1240 The Boss at Stanton High School when we see him. He's such a great guy. It's always fun to talk to him. And that was a really fun interview uh, for for me to do. And then uh, the other one is Matt Cullen. He's a JMU Duke, which is fun, um, even though I run down JMU sometimes. it's really It was really cool to have him on and have him talk about JMU and his experience there. Um, and you know, he's a, he's a cool guy. Uh, he might be Madison man. Uh, someone on Spotify called Madison man subscribes and follows to our podcast. If Mac, if that's you, let me know. Um, if it's your dad, let me know if it's a random JMU fan, let me know. Uh, if you're still listening again, I've talked about JMU in a not very positive (laughs) light, so it's quite possible that you're not listening. Um, but if you're, if you're out there and you're still listening, let me know. Yeah, Mac was a good one uh, for a kid that I was probably rooting against to win games uh, at one point uh, because it was before I was doing radio uh, and he was playing. He was for Wilson. I was Riverhead. So I was I was rooting for him probably not to win. Uh, he all he did was win. I mean, that kid really took Wilson a long way, he took him all the way to the state championship. Then he goes to JMU and a national championship there. I mean, you can't say enough about the kid. Uh, and now he's, you know, a young man now. And I, I love that he's back at Wilson helping helping them out. I think that's great. All right, the guests that we had that I that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed having Angela Mickens on mm-hmm. early in the uh, in the series here. Um, it was kind of when I realized we could probably get guests that were outside of the people I already knew, and uh, I think her just saying yes to come on gave me confidence to get some of these other people we've had on. And then I really liked our interview, and uh, you know she was down in Florida, and I didn't, you know, getting her on and everything. I didn't know where she was, what she was doing, so it was a lot of fun to have her on. And I thought. Uh, it was one of the interviews that I found out more that I didn't know before I interviewed him. So I really enjoyed that uh, with having her on. And then I love that she took part in the uh, tournament bracket when we did it. So it, I really enjoy uh, that she was part of the show. I hope to have her on sometime again. Um, and, you know, she's uh, Terrell Micken's sister too. Um, so it's just knowing that and, and everything there and, and watching her so much at JMU. I didn't really watch her at Lee much. I watched her at JMU. Um, but, you know, she was the local kid. So um, love that. So I love when we had her on. And then also, I, I got to throw it out to uh, Coach Casta. We had him on twice, you know, when he stepped away and when he stepped back in. And uh, very personal interviews that I have. I mean, I was sitting at his dining room table for that. And that's that's an advantage that I have built into, I guess, my marriage. But for him to do that, uh, I really appreciated. Uh, we have conversations all the time during the football season for radio, but those were different. And uh, he was a lot more open than he usually is for radio interviews. And so I really appreciated that. And especially when he stepped back in, we were able to break that news. I, and, and it, that wasn't so much family. I, I really, the official word of that did not come from inside my family. Um, but I was able to get in contact with them quickly and I was over there that night. And so, um, I wanted to kind of give him a highlight of coming on and, and, and being more open than he normally is during the regular season. And I know it'll close back up. Now we're getting into August and September. We're going to get the shorter answers. And he's going to give me a rough time and that's fine. But um, I appreciate those interviews. And, you know, those are probably our two more listened to podcasts. So I probably got to, you know, the results speak 
themselves. So uh, glad he's coming back. And uh, I think it makes for interesting storylines this year. You know, that's that's what we're arguing, right? <laughs> that's well, yeah, we're arguing about it. Yeah. <laughs> You don't. You, you probably don't like it because if he wasn't there, you, it probably wouldn't be as for certain that they would be rolling through one A. I don't know. It's fine. I respect him. He's a great coach. I respect what he does, and I respect the talent and the program he has built there. And it's not his fault that one A can't rise to the challenge of Riverheads. It's not his fault. It's not his job to make one A better. Uh, that being said, as a person who is not from Riverheads and is broadcasting a game, if I'm going to be there, I want it to be a good game. Well. I'm glad he ruins that for you so often. It makes it easier for me to call the game. Right. Yeah, because we would get Silent Library up in there if, <laughs> if Riverhead started losing. I get nervous. All right, let's get to the B block and our interview with Graham Cash. All right, a pretty cool thing we have. This week on this anniversary edition of our podcast, we're going to have the uh, instrumental talent of Graham Cash. He's going he's on here live. Graham, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast with Joe and I. Thanks for having me, fellas. So I just I just want to ask some basic questions. Since recording the theme song to this podcast, are you an avid listener or a never listener? Oh, I listen all the time. Um, you know, Big Uncle Robert at the shop, we, uh, we're we watching it. We're listening to it um, every week, pretty much. Um, I guess when I went off to college there, I didn't listen to it as much, just because, I mean, what's a college kid going to do? Listen to two older guys talk <laughs> about sports? I don't think so. Old so, guy. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but now, I do enjoy it, though. It's a nice break from at work from the Dan Lebertard show, which is awesome. And I know you don't like it, Leland, but... Oh, it is good. I agree. Um, and, but you needed a break. I get that. I understand needing a break yeah. from the Dan Lebertard show. I, no, I, I like y'all's show. <laughs> I do. I know it's hard for y'all now in the off-season, kind of, but, I mean, y'all, do, y'all still do a good job. Well, thank you. I wasn't I wasn't fishing for compliments, but I'll take them when I can get them. So, yeah. Graham... Oh, I know you were. You were fishing. He was. Yeah, don't, so don't want him to lie to you. Yeah, he wanted them. He so, wanted them bad. One of my favorite things about creating this podcast and even doing it for the last year was when you and I met up at your house and uh, we recorded, or you recorded, I was just watching Amazement, uh, the theme. Talk about that process and make fun of me as much as you want. Well, yeah, um, it was fun. I mean, I enjoy making music regardless of what it's for. Um, I mean... You know, I do stuff for my church or whatever, but it was funny because I knew you needed music. So I, uh, you know, I made, um, I made a, like what you, what all the listeners hear when you, you know, starting this show, it's very, you know, it's a simple, just guitar riff or whatever. But prior to us recording that, I rec- recorded another thing that, you know, maybe <laughs> the had a little cut. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit more. And then I actually, since we knew, I think it was this, I recorded that maybe earlier in the week like on a wednesday and that friday after work uh rob my uncle comes over to the house you know the listeners i know you guys talk about rob sometimes he comes over to the house is what we call him but yeah (laughs) yeah he he comes over to the house and he like he's like okay just just put me on the microphone 
and I'll just sing into it. I'll just freestyle. And I was like, okay, you want to, yeah, you want to write something down? He's like, just hit it. And I mean, it's, it's legendary. <laughs> I mean, that, that file. So the first thing Leland hears when he comes to the house is me playing. <laughs> I said, you know, I think I've got something for you. I'll let you listen to what, what it is. And I play it. And all it is is Rob and Rob cannot sing. I mean, it's pretty bad. And he gets on there and, and I mean, it was funny. I don't know if Leland thought it was he, funny. He was, no, oh, I, I did. I was, it was attacking me, which I appreciated. Um, I, I think the, the appropriate lyrics that we can up repeat was, uh, Leland's got the sports. Augusta yeah. Funny sport. It was hilarious. And then it, yeah. and then it gets worse from there, but, uh, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too inappropriate though to, you know, for all you, Listeners out it there, wrapped up, it wraps up with inappropriateness, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely not politically correct, at least. But no. you know, yeah. who likes that? <laughs> There's no fun in that. Well, I appreciate it. I, I really enjoyed when we did that. That was fun. I actually have a video of you creating it. Um, because after the laughs and making fun of me and stuff, and which I did enjoy, I don't know why you think I didn't. Uh, we kind of had a more directed, like, you know, feel for it. And you played some stuff and I was like, Oh, I like that. And I like that. And, uh, all of a sudden you just went in the zone and you were creating music and you could have not cared that I was in the room or anything. You were just focused. And as all our listeners know, it sounds great. I mean, that's not just an opinion. It's a fact. It, it sounds great. Yeah. It's, it's probably a high point of the podcast every week. Cause it's just quality music. So there's you fishing for compliments. I, I gave you some there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I appreciate that that i was i was definitely fishing you know and you dropped a big album I mean, since since recording this you put out a big album and all that i mean what we're... yeah um yeah. yeah and that was you know that that album was not um i didn't record that in my house we actually had there was a studio up in harrisonburg that actually i think they've turned it they tore it down built an elementary school where it was so i was probably one of the last albums that was ever recorded there but um i mean i guess if the listeners want you can check it out on Spotify. It's just under my name, Graham Cash. But I'll just throw out some free advertisement there, you know, while I'm on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's cool listening to, you know, I love listening to music, playing music. I love seeing how music is done, how it's produced, and, you know, being able to learn my uh, my own way and do my own thing um, in a separate studio helped me to develop my own studio at home. And, I mean, I will be the last to proclaim that I know everything hmm. to recording music. But I mean, it's process. I mean, I, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot that can be, I don't know that anyone out there knows everything about recording music, but it's. Yeah, I know there's a lot uh, when it comes to recording music, but I just, um, I'm just striving to learn as much as I can and just, I enjoy the process of recording music and I appreciated the opportunity to do that for you guys. Well, thanks man. I mean, it was awesome. And it, honestly, every week when the thing comes on, I, it, it makes, makes me happy that you contributed. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Sure thing, man. I appreciate that. All right, Graham, I'm going to ask you a question and I'm kind of nervous because Leland has queued it up and there's only one reason he would have queued this up and I'm nervous <laughs> to hear your answer, but cause he's a young punk apparently oh, apparently we're ask. old apparently we're old um lebron versus jordan it's jordan right like you're just going to be a bigger fan of space jam too you know 
I'll just preface this answer. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I just ask that everyone respect my opinion on this <laughs> this answer, but I will not respect yours. I will not respect yours. And the an- the correct answer is LeBron. And if you if you disagree with me, that's fine. But you're wrong. You know, I'm going to be as ignorant as I can here. You're you're just wrong. And why? I mean, why is LeBron better than like what makes him better? I don't know. I mean, if you if you're you don't talking, know. that's your first answer. Yeah, that's my first answer. If you're talking, you know, certain aspects of the game, you can probably say one is better than the other in in various aspects. But when I'm just talking overall player, I'm going to have to take LeBron because, I mean, if you look at the rebounding, his ability, and I'm not saying Jordan was a great defender, and, um, you know, I think LeBron has more of an ability to defend the one through the five and – I think he, you know, is it more, you know, he's definitely a good scorer. I mean, Jordan was great. LeBron also great. Um, better, better three-point shooter statistically. I mean, it's definitely a different game now than it was back then, but statistically is a better three-point shooter. Um, he's got the size, the speed. I mean, the assists is huge. He gets his teammates involved. Uh, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think he's far more well-rounded far more. than far, far more. more. I mean, Jordan, like, it's just a and big here's gap. another thing. Oh, what was that? It's just a big gap between them. It, it is a big gap. It's, oh, you know, geez. um, and I heard the other, the other week it was, and I'm, I'm not a fan of his show, but Stephen A. Smith said that if you're 21 years old, you can have no opinion on Michael Jordan. Well, here you go, listeners. I'm 22 years old and I do have an opinion <laughs> and LeBron far greater than Michael Jordan. So he did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Graham, I like you, but mm, no. No. <laughs> I've met you a few right. times. You seem like a good kid, but you're wrong. Um, no. I mean, the thing is, you haven't even watched Jordan. Like, you, you see little highlight clips, and which I don't understand how you could watch highlight clips and not take away that he was just the greatest of all time. But yeah, you not watch him, not and impressed. you don't you don't listen to the, to us who have watched Jordan and have watched LeBron and have watched them play in finals, many between them. They're both very winning players. They're both in the upper echelon of all-time players. That's fine. But Jordan just had it, man. He, he just, you knew you had a better chance to win because he was on your team. And, and you talk about involving other players. Did Jordan not do that? You talk about him doing whatever it takes to win, rebounding, assists, whatever it takes. Jordan did it, and he was a much better score if you want to argue better athlete or something like that i'll start listening to lebron being a better overall athlete he has a bigger size still has the speed and quickness but jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time and that's what i never understand with this argument is that jordan was such a pure basketball player that he's better than lebron at what lebron is good at i can't say that i cannot say that michael jordan Jordan is a is a better passer than LeBron or a better rebounder than LeBron or has a better ability to guard the five. And I'll also say that I, I, I personally think that LeBron has had, and some people think that this is ridiculous, but he's had less help over time. And I think Michael Jordan has had more consistent 
help. A lot of that is because he stayed in the same place. But LeBron has also shown that he's he was able to win at, at two different locations in a and soft league. Yeah, let's just be. Let's That's just the reason Jordan couldn't guard the five is because he's going against Patrick Ewing, not uh, like Serge Ibaka. Yeah, but you know <laughs> he, he's LeBron's won in two different places. And guess what? He's about to win in his third in L.A. So there you go. Oh, when he gets wow. Back in the playoffs, when he gets no. back in the playoffs, yeah. He is not going to win yeah. in L.A. I've but, got news for you there. And no, sir. If, um, if, his, if his groin wasn't – if his groin wouldn't give him so much trouble. And I have other theories to think that that was a different injury. But that's another What's conversation. That's, that's what this podcast is for, is for reckless uh, <laughs> reckless abandon of, of you know journalistic qualities. Just throw it out there. Okay, what, well – going on let's just say if sir if a certain part of my body was injured would i want them to say it was a groin injury or what it actually was i think i'd rather them say that it was a groin injury in the public i just that's just a theory of mine i don't know it's just a fun fan theory but okay <laughs> all right but i guess to tackle right. a few of your points yeah, lebron won in miami because he had a super team uh Jordan had to go against other good basketball teams. As Leland said, the league was more parody driven back then than it is now. Uh, you know, stars where were on the, other where teams. Where it has. Yeah, the, the league was the league much more physical. Uh, LeBron can go to the foul line if someone looks at him the wrong way. Uh, you know, it, no blood, no foul. The reason that was a saying was because that's how basketball was played in the 80s and the 90s. So if LeBron James played against those 80 Pistons, the late 80, early 90 Pistons, he would have rolled up in a ball and cried. Oh, LeBron could not survive. Yeah. I think LeBron, if you look at his size in comparison to all of those Pistons, he's probably bigger than everyone, but maybe the Lambeer guy. I mean, he, if you look at the size of the league today, if they let the players play the way they did back then, just the pure size of these players today would be people would get murdered. I mean, honestly, if you look at Steph Curry, he is, you know, I think Michael Jordan's only like 20 pounds heavier. There's a team called the New York Knicks that used to play in the Eastern Conference. Go check them out sometime. Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, the Rockets when Jordan was gone. The Jazz. I mean, if you're talking about the only small guy. Chuck. If you're talking about height, that's one thing. There used to be more of a post game, but oh, if you're talking about was pure muscle and math, then that's what we're talking about today's game. No, I mean, everybody, everybody was is, eating Michael Jordan's McDonald's commercials. Everybody was eating back then. Look at Charles Barkley, uh, Patrick Ewan. Just look at Space Jam 1. Look at the size of those guys. That was number. Larry Johnson. Charlotte was a tough team. If LeBron doesn't I mean, beat the LeBron Monstars. LeBron is the exact same size as Carl Malone, and he's faster and Well, then he's better than Carl Malone. Yeah, then he's well, better than Carl Malone. I, congratulations. He's better than Carl Malone. I'm just saying, comparing the sizes of a guy that plays small forward to a guy that plays, that was a center, you know? He was a power forward. I mean, that, it's just power forward, but that's fine. I, I disagree with your point there. If they played as, if they played the type of, of aggressiveness that they played back then, I, I disagree with your point. People were huge back then. Charles Barkley was just a fat guy rolling around out there and beat the heck. <laughs> out of yet and he was still he'd still light it up he could shoot he could rebound i mean that's honestly lebron rebounds like charles barkley which is great that's that's a great thing but like that's what they had back then these guys that just would tear you up in one aspect of the game and jordan had to go against all those guys and and i mean you watch the video of 
Gordon in the Eastern Conference, I think finals, but Eastern Conference playoffs in the first year they won the championship. They just went after him, not with basketballs. They just went after him. And LeBron's never had that intensity played against him, and I don't think he could handle it. And I like LeBron. That's the thing about this. I like LeBron, but no. Nah. Jordan's Jordan is has the gap and, and he is better. And he's the one that Magic Johnson anointed was the best player of all time. And I mean, I, I think <laughs> one thing that people always go back to is the championships. And I just, You're doing it, I not us. I, I don't need to. They speak for themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Steve God's all say that teams win <laughs> championships, teams win championships and individuals, you know, do their best they can to put their team in a situation and two in a championship and I mean honestly a lot of you know Dwayne Wade at the heat was injured some oh, it went, oh my gosh and, and then Chris Bosh gave him zero like, points game February. seven Spurs. Dennis Rodman never gave him a zero Ray Allen never gave the greatest. Michael Jordan a zero uh, um when you go up to the to Cleveland he'd have four he if he had one of the two either Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love when they faced goal State the first time. Golden State does not win that series. I mean, his best second best oh, player was Matthew Delavadova, and that that guy is probably just as good as you, Leland McRae. So, <laughs> that's I mean, a, that's bad. That's his literally his second best player is Leland McRae out there, <laughs> and we're talking, you know, about how that's good. Oh, he has the great. He has such great help, and I just I don't see it. I know you listen I mean, to I think had great they, help in Miami and he's won one championship otherwise. Yeah. And I know you listen to Levitard, so I know you've heard Stu Gott say, you know, put all that with LeBron, put it all in a pot, stir it up, you come out with two rings. Jordan comes out with six. You come out with four fewer rings. Yeah. Jordan and, had to leave the league for anybody else to have a chance. I know. He left the league. How about we talk about the Wizards? Here's Oh, in his 40s? All right, let's talk about the wizard. LeBron's not playing in his 40s. <laughs> yeah, Le- LeBron's done. Well, he'll like, be... LeBron's done right now. He's, there's no way he makes it to his 40s. I don't, I, I don't understand I, why people think that. And here's the, here's the one reason. Because why Andy Davis is going to carry him. He's not but even the best player here, on his team anymore. Hear me out. LeBron has had one injury, major injury in his career. That was this last year. Before he got injured, he had better statistics than both Kevin Durant and and Kawhi Leonard, if you factor in points, assists, and rebounds, the three that everybody talks about. But then he gets injured, comes back. His trainer even says he should not have come come back to play. He literally just came back in order. I, I don't know why he came back. I think he should have just sat the rest of the year out. But he comes back. Yeah, that sought after the groin greatest. injury. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know, let's it, you know, quote unquote, a groin injury. Who knows what it actually was. But anyways, the man comes back, and then now it's like, oh, he's done. He's absolutely done. I mean, I get it. He's getting older, and there's going to be a drop-off. But I just, you know. It's just going to be hard for me to believe that we're living in a time where we have two players in two different sports define all everything we've ever known. I'm, I'm handing it to Tom Brady. He's defined. Like, I can't believe he's still good. I can't believe he's still performing at this level. You're not going to convince me we have one in basketball at the exact same time. He's – He's slowing down. Everything points to that. And everything we've ever seen in basketball points to that. He's slowing down. He might one have a chance to, to be competitive. Injury points to that. Just one injury points to that. But, there, you know, there's literally nothing else other than that one injury that you can say. I mean, literally a year and maybe a couple months 
like let's say 15 months ago, he was playing game one against the Golden State Warriors and had 51 points. And you're and I just think that people just because of this one injury, they're thinking, oh, he's never going to be the same. I, let's just give it time. I mean, I'm not saying it's not the. I'm not saying that you know he's not going down, but let's just not make that a blanket statement like, oh, he's he's washed up, he's done. You know, I just think people are going to these drastic conclusions, and you'll look dumb if a year from now he's in the finals or. I'll you risk know. it. Well, all right. Uh, with another ahead. with another Dan Levitard <laughs> reference, uh, we'll just have to agree to disagree. So let's okay. let, try to teach the young man. Let, let's just move on to uh, the other thing that Leland has here for me to ask you uh, about your Liberty fandom. Now, I know this is a complicated thing because I watched you root against Liberty at Leland's during the March Madness <laughs> tournament, which I found hilarious even though you're a Liberty student. Uh, so what is your, how would you describe your Liberty fandom? Um, I love Liberty as a school. I've met great friends there. I love them, but I'm just tired of, of the school feeling as if we're some big name school. I mean, we, we won one game in the NCAA tournament. That's great. I guess that's great progress. But I mean, if we're going, then we went up against Virginia Tech, and I'm, I mean, if I'm ever at Leland's house, I'm going to root for Virginia Tech because I, I would root for Virginia Tech against Liberty any day of the week. I guess just because I was raised on Virginia Tech football, and I, I've really liked their basketball team this last year and the last couple of years with Buzz Williams. But when it comes to Liberty, I don't know. It just kind of annoys me that everyone, when you're walking around school, and everybody's thinking, "Oh my gosh, we're incredible." No, we actually are pretty. Cr- happy when it comes to if you look at the grand scheme of things we're not going to be beating Alabama and we're getting we're making strides don't get me wrong we're getting good schedules we're facing you know I think we play Auburn it's either I don't know if it's this year or next year we play yeah you have Auburn coming up that's awesome that's a great opportunity but guess what's going to happen we're going to lose by 40 so I mean hopefully yeah I hope yeah (laughs) like I mean hopefully it's just 40 I guess that would be that would be the (laughs) <laughs> the, the nice ending yeah i mean it, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy so i just think that all it's just if, if you were if you were a liberty student and you and you and you heard the stuff that i hear about some people and how they just get so hyped up i just i can't go to at the time um a big a big south conference game and get super excited and paint my face and you know go all crazy for some team that's not even going to make a bowl game or you know it's just super hard to succeed when you're at that level and it's not even comparable to the acc or the sec and we i just can't get excited for that what does it sound like joe what does it sound like joe i'm back on grams i'm back on the gram wagon um big fan it's jv football yeah oh (laughs) wow and here's the thing I, I want JMU to be at Liberty's level. <laughs> like, I want to get to there. I had to listen to that same stuff at JMU, and, man, I agree. Oh, my gosh. That year that JMU beat Virginia Tech was the worst year ever because all I heard was, well, Virginia Tech yeah. went on to win the ACC. Mind you, JMU went on to finish, like, 6-5, and five, and we didn't go to the playoffs that year. But because Virginia Tech won every game after that, they were like, well, I guess we could win the ACC if we played in it. And, I oh, my gosh. It was like just take a – knife and shove it through my ears i mean my gosh dumbest thing i've ever heard but 
Yeah, I totally agree, and I get what you're saying. I get it. Uh, yeah, and JMU basketball. I mean, who cares? See, the sad thing is, I went to Tech, and everybody talked about how awesome we are, and even that you drank the Kool Aid. So <laughs> it's we all share this. It's just at least Tech plays at the level that actually, if they go undefeated, they could have a chance. Yeah, but you a, drink a, that Kool Aid. You hey, guys, man. JMU yeah. and Liberty couldn't. So. You're yeah. undefeated. You're not winning a national championship. And and here the thing is, I'm I'm I can at least sit here and say like I'm happy. I, like I am happy that they had some basketball success. I mean that's that's all that's great for the school. That's good. And, I mean don't get me wrong. I like I love the school, and I like the um, you know regardless of what you think of the head football coach, uh, it's it's pro it's as good of a hire they're gonna get. Is I mean a Hugh Freeze who you know. Has ha- has seen success in the SEC. I mean, that's an awesome you know opportunity to get you know get somebody with some know how in here to, on how to you know maybe build a program to the next level. But I mean, yeah, it's just I can't really get excited about something when I I can't see the success right in front of me. I mean, Leland, when you went to Tech, you know they're just coming off of having Michael Vick and they're they're competing for um, ACC championships, and that's just way more exciting and. and getting exciting bowl games but at liberty it's just like you know if we if we get a bowl game it's going to be something that's just the so bowl. it doesn't and, and it's one another thing i don't really like some of these bowl games i'm just like what is the point like i don't get Money. it i would rather see a a larger playoff system than a, oh my god <laughs> yes a bunch of bowl oh my gosh yes 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 <laughs> I did not see this coming. That's why he's. That's why he does our intro. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is why. No more bowl games. Amen. Just games that matter. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, now that you've agreed with Joe way too much, uh, I will get into the wrap-up <laughs> questions. Uh, we ask every interview, or most interviews, a Ben show, something you've been watching lately, or something you have watched that you'd recommend to listeners. Um, well, if you have kids in the house, I would not, uh, you know, I'd put them to bed and then go watch the show, but Ozark is pretty, it's pretty darn good. I mean, it's, it's definitely got some filth and some stuff that I'm like, why do you have to put this in a show? I really don't need to see this. It adds no value to the show, but I mean, it's 2019 and anything goes nowadays, it seems like. So there's, there's stuff in the show that I'm not a fan of, but also like, it's just a really crazy storyline and it um you know it's about a uh, a guy who's laundering money for the drug cartel and just how it just kind of i think accurately depicts how dangerous that world is and operating in a com- completely illegal business it's just i don't know i'm a business major a business guy and i like i don't know i just found it super interesting um that's not to say that i'm gonna go um laundering money <laughs> for the drug cartel say. but i mean it. <laughs> Good you know, examples, good really lessons. And interesting. <laughs> and and always, I've got to always vouch for the best show ever, and that's The Office. And there I'm you go. There, watching it right now, and it's muted on the TV, and it's actually pretty funny to watch it muted when you've seen it so many times that you pretty much already know what they're saying. It's just, I don't know, it's an interesting thing going on in front of me right now. But, um, yeah, I just, The Office is always the best. So, 
There's that. Uh, and and to pick on you, and then I'll let Joe possibly throw one question on. Yeah, but uh, Grammy, if I know you, your favorite movie of all time is always the last movie you watched. So what's hey, what's your, what's your favorite movie right now? <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, I was I have been into shows for a while, Leland. Um, I'll say my favorite movie that I've watched recently was the Avengers Endgame. I mean, that was one of the more recent ones. I really like the Avengers series. I think it's awesome. Um, me and my girlfriend are trying to get through it. There's so many episodes, or so many movies that it's just tough, but I really liked the way they wrapped it up. And I think that, you know, that's just one that, you know, pretty much at any age, somebody could watch that. So I just, I really liked that, that movie and how they wrapped up their series. So. All right, I'm, I, I'm staying on here. I will ask you the last question here. Uh, it's in honor of Joe, so that's why I'm going to ask it. 40 Podcast mm. has the best closeout question of all time. Uh, I've tried to steal it as much as I can. Never never really can because I do this podcast with the person that created it. Uh, but the 40 Podcast, make sure everybody goes listens to the 40 Podcast. Talks a lot more Orioles baseball than we get into. Um, and so that's saying something. It's, it's uh, depressing. <laughs> Grammy, what is your favorite animated Disney movie of all time? Oh, boy. I'll be honest, and y'all might not like me for this. Uh-oh. Um, but I don't – I was never into animated movies as a kid. Oh, no. Just have like, an I mean, answer. I'm, oh, what, I was not an animated guy. I'm, I'm like – I'm literally just trying to think. Can you list – can you list me off some? You well watched like Spy Kids. I was at your house with Spy Kids on. You can't tell That's me there's not, not a Spy Kids is an animated Leland. Don't. Yeah. Oh but my a, gosh, Leland. But how do you come movie. with that? Why don't we talk about good quality movies that are oh, the Disney animated movies? Lion King, Aladdin, oh. Jungle Book, uh, Toy His Story. His generation though had like Tarzan and Hunchback. A well, that's. Dame it and, sounds like he's saying Hunchback of Notre Dame two right now, which is not <laughs> good. Um, but I. That's a deep cut on 4D there, yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend's trying to get me to say Nemo, and that's not going to happen. Um, well, that's but, an animated Disney that's, movie. But that's not Disney, though, is it? Pixar was bought <laughs> out by Disney. Anyways, um, yeah. I will, I'd probably say Lion King, honestly, yes. when I'm looking back. That's probably Did the you one see the I new one? Say. I haven't yet. I've heard it's, it's good, but I mean, I've heard mixed things on it. I've yeah, heard y'all okay. argue about it. But, it's okay. Um. I don't know. I'll probably watch it eventually. There you go. We'll see. Well, next time we have an anniversary of this podcast, I'm just going to get your girlfriend on because she seems to have the good answers over there. So, yeah, I don't know, it Leland. Like let's not let's not answer. paper over that great playoff answer there at the end to close out the the Great Liberty segment. I loved it. <laughs> She's a Jordan girl. Yeah. I can feel it. She knows. She respects the the greatest of all time. She's nodding her head. Yes. <laughs> See, that's why she's a keeper. All right, Grammy, <laughs> thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for playing music that we can listen to each and every week. And uh, you know, if we ever if we try to mix things up or do a remix, uh, we'll we'll have you involved, and we look forward to having you on whenever we can again. Yeah, sure thing, guys. Thanks for having. Me. This was fun. Yeah, thanks, Graham. All right, C block here, and uh, we don't always we don't always C block, uh, but we do have some additional people to recognize. We do want to thank Graham again for coming on uh, and representing himself as one of the people we thank 
for making this podcast possible. You know, we were digging through uh, standard audio things off the internet and paying money for stuff. And and I went over to Graham, had a great time for a couple hours, and came out with some awesome song. So uh, that story he told was accurate, and uh, so we very much thank him. And we don't say it every week, but very appreciative that he is our instrumental talent, and uh, he did that as out of the goodness of his heart. I do want to again plug his album Puzzle. Uh, the CD is available on Amazon, and you can stream it on Spotify. And uh, go check it out. It's great music, uh, good Christian music. Um, check it out. It good uh, good vocals to go with the instrumental that you already hear on our podcast. And uh, and he doesn't. It's not like our our podcast theme is on there. He has all originals on there. Um, very good stuff. So check that out. Uh, we'll stay in the family there. The voice you hear on our podcast every week. Uh, welcome you to the podcast, and then uh, thank you you for listening, Kelsey, Kelsey Cash. That is Graham's sister, and uh, she that was not planned. She was just home when we <laughs> recorded the uh, the uh, bring in there. So uh, she got on there. She has a really good voice, uh, sings. She has a YouTube page, and I will tweet that out because um, the link I have here is too much to say. But search Kelsey Cash, um, and you can hear her sing, and she has videos, and uh, she's very talented, uh, very musical family that they have there. And we were lucky enough to get two of the two of them, two of the cash kids on this podcast. And we thank them for being a part of it even every week, even though we just recorded them at the beginning. Uh, then I got to thank my wife, Stephanie Rathburn McRae. She was the artistic talent. She took uh, awkward photos of us uh, for our uh, Web page and Facebook and Twitter that we use and uh, made them look good. It, it's not as awkward as it probably uh, felt for us getting pictures taken. Uh, but she did that. That was awesome. And then she also created our logo, which I think our logo is awesome. And, uh, that's when I think I really got excited about the podcast when that was created. Um, it was like, I had to step up the level of uh, quality that was coming to this podcast. So we have to thank her, uh, at SRM studios art on Facebook. And she has some cool prints. And a lot of you listeners are Riverheads fans. She has a great Riverheads print of a, a home football game also has a Riverheads print of the school and then she has other uh nature scenes and um all sorts of jewelry and all this that you can see on the facebook page and if you're interested get in touch with her so a lot of artistic talent uh leads our show uh to us and uh then we get on here and do what we do and i and i don't know if the quality is up to par but we've been helped out by a lot of local reporters and uh joe talk for a second how great it's been to have some of these guys on so many times i mean look we've had Cody Elliott uh, from the DNR on a lot of times. Um, and a lot of these guys come on last minute too, which is a big help to you and I, because yeah. either we've got other plans and those fall through or we just fail. We're forgetful. <laughs> yeah. We're forgetful. And it's, you know, Sunday night or Monday afternoon saying, Hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? Uh, so uh, Cody Elliott from the DNR, Patrick Height from the Stanton newsletter. Um, those two guys, I think lead the way in most appearances on the Yak sports podcast, Tom Jacobs, uh, comes on quite a bit too. Um, he's been our big wrestling guy. Uh, Mike Barber, who comes on to talk UVA and Virginia Tech with us, even though we may have a beef brewing, uh, even if he doesn't know it. Um, and then, of course, Greg Medea, our JMU Duke insider. Um, all these guys and so many more that have come on uh, and talked to us. Uh, it really does mean a lot to Leland and I that we can go to these guys and get their expertise to make us sound smarter. Yeah, and, and they, they're all glad to come on, and 
um, it, it, it means a lot to us. And it's been fun to develop the relationship with these guys outside of the podcast, uh, more so uh, Barber and uh, Medea there, um, that we've been able to talk outside of the podcast and get to know things that we wouldn't have known unless we created those relationships. Um, but then also we see Cody and Patrick and we've seen Tom in the press box week after week and we're seeing them all the time. So it just became another layer of the relationship with those guys. Um, and that's why we bring them on all the time because we get along with them well. And, and honestly, I think they bring great information every time they come on. I mean, Patrick comes on basically when it's like, Hey, I got to talk about a sport that I haven't read every article you've written and I need to, I need to know. And so he comes on and tells us, and then Cody, I mean, we could just get on and talk anything with him. And, uh, I like it cause he agrees with most things I say and I'm, Necessarily what you say so yeah well, i always appreciate that <laughs> nobody's perfect but um no <laughs> no um it, like you said i mean patrick has been a big help during volleyball he's a big help with track stuff as well yeah. um and i mean he really it, yep. look it, we wouldn't be calling on these guys either if we didn't respect their opinions and their journalistic integrity and yep. knowledge of these things and they are much more knowledgeable than we are. So it helps us. I mean, we're going to try to talk about these things anyway, but it helps us that these guys are willing to come on and share their knowledge and expertise with, with our listeners. Yep. Very appreciated. And uh, I don't think we thank those guys enough. So here was our chance and uh, we will move on to the D block and uh, talk about this last year a little bit before we get out of here. All right, let's start the D block here, Leland, and we're going to change it a little bit uh, to what is dominating or what dominated, I guess, our year and what we didn't know a year ago. Uh, I'll go ahead. We're going to do sports and life. So let's start with the not so serious. Let's start with sports uh and go to what dominated my year which was liverpool winning the champions league um they came up just short in the premier league which at the beginning of the year i thought was a real possibility just because i knew man city was going to be that good uh i thought the champions league was even a little bit of a long shot uh but they uh there were times in the champions league campaign that i didn't think we were getting out of the group stage uh but we found a way I didn't think we were getting past Bayern Munich, and we found a way. I didn't think we were. Then we lost to Barcelona, and I was like, that's it. We're done. Um, and we came back and had that great win against Barcelona in the second leg uh, that, you know, my brother came on that episode, and we talked about that, and that was that was a magical moment. Uh, and then the Champions League final that you and Rob came over for uh, and just culminating with, the Champions League trophy for Liverpool. It was really fun, and um, I look forward to seeing what Liverpool can do this year. Uh, we had a keeper What's injury. The What's going on? What are you doing? Uh, I'm worried, if I'm being honest. Our back line looks mm-hmm. eh. We're playing a higher line because VAR, which is video assistant referee, uh, has been introduced. Replay, basically. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. So it's been introduced to the Premier League this year. And so they're trying to play the offside trap more, hoping more goals will get taken away if they're scored because they'll go back to video assistant referee, see they were offsides. Um, that hasn't worked out so great because our defense has been getting split a little bit. Uh, and we're on a backup keeper because the starter got hurt doing a goal kick. Uh, he slipped and knocked his leg and injured a hamstring. Um, so we're looking probably two months before he's back. So I'm a little worried about the Premier League from that aspect and thus the Champions League. I don't know if we're going to win the Champions League again. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if we're going to win the Premier League. I would love to win both. I'll take one. All right. What's dominating my life in sports was these coaches changes, uh, particularly local. Yeah. Um, uh, Stanton getting a new coach, Buffalo Gap getting a new coach, and then we were thinking Riverheads was getting a new coach. So that really, you know, that January February time really dominated my focus for local sports was where, what was going on with these coaches, where, where, who was coming in, who was going to be the new coaches, who was going to be on staff. So that was a big deal this year. And I think it's going to carry into the season, those storylines of those new coaches, you know, Stanton has been a, a pretty decent football program over a period of time. And that's with coach Tibbs, with coach Jeromo, and now with coach Phillips, will they be able to stay at that high level? Uh, you know, last year wasn't their greatest season of that stretch, but, um, you know, people were developing. I think he has a lot to work with, so I think that really carries on that storyline there to see what they can what they can do. At Buffalo Gap, they lose they lose a big name. They lose a huge name in the district. I mean, the kids at Virginia Tech now, so you know that there's a lot of talent off that field for them. How are they going to be able to rebound? And that's another program that has is traditionally good. They've had a, a couple bulls in this last 20 years, but. Will they be able to stay at a, at a decent level or are they, are they going to really drop down? I think that's a big story this year because I think it could be pretty rough out there. And then Riverheads, is it just business as usual? Is it just go on, you know, can they go undefeated? They haven't done that since 2000. And so can they even kind of take a step up from what they've been doing these last couple of years? They've won three straight state championships. It's hard to keep these kids motivated. Maybe, you know, some kind of look at, you know, perfection could uh, could weigh in there. Do they need it to win the state championship? No. I just think that's an interesting storyline with, you know, Coach Casto stepping away and then coming back. I just think that it's all very interesting storylines. I think that one gets kind of resolved the quickest because it's just back to the same regime, same normalcy on the sidelines uh but you know if they lose a couple games maybe there's something looking back there that 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 was proven that we couldn't see at the time so i think that'll all be interesting that's what dominated my life uh the football coaching changes locally okay all right what dominated my life or my year this in this past year uh a year and a half ago or a year and three months ago I had a new baby boy, so I would think a one-year-old running around the house would probably dominate my year this year, but that house switching is what dominated my house, my life this year, and I haven't talked about it much on the podcast. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but moving from uh, you know the first house that we owned uh, to a new house, and uh, it's absolutely dominated every aspect of my life, uh, good or bad. It, it really has, so uh, it's tough. I mean, you got to make those decisions wisely, and I think we've made a good one here uh but it's dominated my life learned a lot of things from this um you know i've always been a do-it-yourselfer uh around the house and and do-it-yourselfer with you know plenty of parent help and and father-in-law help and uh that's always all very appreciated but uh always learning new things about different houses um and this house has some some it's a well-built house but it just has different systems than what i'm used to so it'll be interesting i think it's going to keep dominating my life as we go forward (laughs) All right. Uh, what dominated my life the past year was graduations and uh, wedding and family. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen my brother graduate from JMU with his occupational therapy to master's degree. Uh, I had a cousin who I remember being born, graduate from high school this year, uh, and 
there's her brothers right behind her. Uh, another younger cousin of mine got married this year. Uh, actually not that long ago. So back in July. So it's been a year of celebrations, which is good. Um, and, uh, you know, family means a lot to me and, you know, seeing happy moments with family is great. Um, it's, it's tough when you see these younger cousins go through, um, I'm the oldest on both sides. So it's, it's tough when you see them graduate and you're like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? Um, but (laughs) you're getting old, man. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. As Graham (laughs) reminded me. Uh, Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's different. Uh, and it's, it's great and I'm happy for him. Um, she's going off to Radford, um, to study music, uh, and, uh, wish her the best at Radford university. Um, my cousin that just got married, I wish her the best. And Brad has gotten his new job up in Northern Virginia and, uh, is working in the field now of occupational therapy and he's going to make more money than I ever will. So good job for him. And, uh, <laughs> I wish him the him, best. Yeah. yeah. I wish him the best up there. Um, he gives me a great parking lot for Dulles. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, in all honesty, I'm very happy for everyone there. And, uh, that's been a good thing that has dominated my, my year. Awesome. All right. So what, uh, what did you know? What do you know now that you didn't know a year ago in sports? How much of a jerk John Heyman is. And, uh, this is where we're going to get real again. Uh, John Heyman has been taking pot shots at the Orioles. Like, I don't know, maybe he's just a mouthpiece for a sports agent named Scott Boris, or he's just a, a professional New York Yankees fan who has a writing job with MLB Network. I don't know which one is true. Maybe a little column A, a little column B. But he seems to not understand the art of a rebuild. And he's kind of tried to walk it back a little bit recently by saying he gets the strategy, he just doesn't think it's good for baseball. Okay, John, uh, where were you when the Houston Astros were in their little tank fest before they got good? And the Chicago Cubs and the Atlanta Braves and the Cleveland Indians... Uh, All these teams went into and embraced a full rebuild. That's how they got young players. That's how they got good. And that's how they won, except for the Cleveland Indians and the Atlanta Braves. That's how they won World Series rings. And the Braves are going to win a World Series ring before their window shuts with these players. It's just a matter of when, not if. So I guess he wants us, and he says, you know, the Orioles should have tried and signed some veteran guys so they could have actually fielded a Major League Baseball team or whatever. Okay, so should we be the Seattle Mariners, the team that has done that strategy and hasn't been to the playoffs since 2001? Because guess what? The Seattle Mariners aren't getting any better. They're going to be the same level of garbage for the rest of time. And John Heyman is just, again, he's just a New York Yankee fan, so of course he wants the Baltimore Orioles to stay mediocre, so they're never a threat. Uh, And I loved, uh, and now his name just left my head. Uh, I should have written it down, but works for ESPN.com. Uh, in the New York part of ESPN.com, writes for New York teams. And he took a shot at John Heyman by saying, fun fact, the Orioles have won the AL East since the New York Yankees. Now, by the time this season's over, that's not going to be true. But for John Heyman taking all these shots, saying the Orioles are horrible and they're bad for baseball, we have won the division more recently than the New York Yankees. So maybe lay off. And that's the other thing I don't get about this, right? All these national writers taking shots at the Orioles. It wasn't that long ago that we had the best record from 2012 to 2016 in the American League. So I don't know. Maybe the Orioles did have a plan. Now they have to change that plan because those contracts are done. Those people have moved on. To get to that place, we had to 
trade away all of our prospects. Our farm system was barren. So now we are rebuilding the farm system from the ground up. I trust Mike Elias to do that, seeing as he's already taken this farm system from 20th or 28th or something like that all the way up to 8th in one year. Uh, gives me confidence that he knows what he's doing, and I'm going to trust him to do it. And I'm not going to listen to the guys like John Heyman who think we should just go spend money to spend money. That's a dumb strategy. That's how we got Chris Davis, who, by the way, that's how we spent money on your boy Scott Boris's man, Chris Davis, who is one of the worst players in the history of baseball. So, John Heyman, next time you're thinking about talking about the Orioles, do us a favor and shove a giant piece of paper in your mouth and shut up. <laughs> I don't even have something to come back to that with. All right, what did That's you great. not know a year ago about sports, <laughs> Leland? The logistics of European soccer. Yeah. I just had no clue. Uh, I've really taken the opportunity of this podcast. I didn't think this podcast was going to teach me more about soccer. I thought it was just going to give me a time to spout on and on about high school football. But it has also <laughs> given me more background on European soccer. I can't say that I'm eager to jump in and make it part of my sports watching life. I only have so many, so much time. But I at least better understand the logistics of it. I understand how there's a premier league and a champions league and there's other championships that people can win. So I appreciate it. That's you. That's your doing. That's my dumb questions probably in half these podcasts of what was going on. Uh, so that's what I didn't know a year ago that I know now. And that, and that's, that's you, man. That's that you did it for me. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. I want you to go next on this next that's one. Fine. Cause I want to go. Last. What, what I know that I didn't know a year ago, um, this is not as laughing uh, stuff, but my daughter, oldest daughter, life. started kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And I think looking at the social aspects of kids um, through a parental view, it's tough. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't think about that as much um, uh, going into kindergarten and doing all that. I liked that I was able to help coach the basketball team and kind of get around some other kids and see interacting with kids but just like hearing her comments and uh how she observes things and she, she's a smart kid uh, you know and i think everybody says their kids are smart and she she she's a smart kid and i'm not saying she's going to harvard but she can get stuff and uh it's interesting to to view that it probably just highlights how dumb i was when i was a kindergartner <laughs> and, and then a first grader like she's so much smarter than i was is all uh, it's proven and maybe her mom doesn't say that but i i, I <laughs> so much smarter than me than I was and um it's just it's kind of tough though to watch the social stuff like when she gets her feelings hurt or or you know kids no one real specifically but just like when you know you think she might be friends with a kid and then maybe she's not so much and it's it's tough to watch you can't control it and you can't get in the middle of it and uh you know you control them for five years and then all of a sudden they get exposed to the real world just a touch and it's hard to handle and um of all the things as being a parent that I, you know, I didn't know it all coming in and I knew I was going to learn stuff. I think the social stuff has been the hardest for me to kind of, to grit, to, to accept and, uh, to be observant of and not, and a lot, a lot less involved on. So it's, that's what that was. Um, and it's just, you know, a heads up for those of you that don't have kids or, or, or have kids that are before school age, get ready. Cause, uh, that unable to solve their problems for them is <laughs> Tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna take a a more serious topic too, not nearly as serious as yours. Um, but uh and it's kind of sportsy, but not it's it's also life now. 
Um, and it's about this podcast uh, and the other podcasts I do as well, 40 Sports, which has been going on longer than a year, but has really, um, you know, stuff has been involved with that in the past year as well. Uh, I, oh man, I guess this is the third football season at ESPN 1240 with you guys. Um, this will be, so that's exciting in itself. But when I started there, I met Chip, I met Leland uh, already, and uh, we've I'd done basketball with Leland, and we, we had a good time. First Lee run, yeah. Yeah. Not first, but that Lee run of the state championship. Yeah, my first, yeah. Um, the only Lee state championship in basketball I've seen. But they they went on another run the next year, which was amazing as well. But um, And went through that first football season with you guys, and, you know, the one road trip we took uh, – to JMU, I think it was. Um, and we we basically spent the entire car ride talking sports. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. We have to find a way to make this happen. And um, you and I ended up talking and making it happen. Uh, and It was that Essex game. It was that, that game at Middlesex. Oh, that's right. It was you and me. We went Essex. on the big road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we went and um, then we you argued, and I... We argued the whole way there. We did. But had a great time doing it. It, and we argued the whole way back. We just looked at every everything we talked about. We had different opinions on. Um, but then uh, you and I got together and we started talking and we we made this thing happen. And um, I just want the listeners to know, um, yeah, Leland and I argue a lot on here, and it's fun for us. Um, we we don't leave this podcast angry at each other over anything that we talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, we usually end up texting each other later. And Leland knows the buttons to push to get me fired up. And um, <laughs> that's probably good for our listeners because it gives them some energy to the podcast. But um, uh, Leland does a lot of work on this. And I just want to thank him and let the listeners know Leland puts in a lot, a lot of work, not only on this, but on the ESPN 1240 stuff. Um, without his hard work, I would sound a lot dumber, I'm sure. Uh, with the ESPN 1240 stuff because he he does the deep dive into some of these high school programs that especially early on I just didn't have that knowledge and he would hand me stuff that I literally all I had to do was read uh, and that that meant a lot to me um, I've really enjoyed working with Leland on the radio on this podcast I've gotten to know so many great people through this podcast and 40 sports um, John Leonard who uh, you know eventually I want to try to work him into an episode or two here Oh yeah, he's um, awesome. he is such a great guy with the Valley League, and that's Forty Sports, uh, and that's my brother and a cousin who took a step back this year because he had a kid, and then um, our our friend of ours in Harrisonburg. Um, I enjoy that as well. It's a lot of fun just going to baseball games and talking baseball with those guys. Uh, but we got to know John. We've gotten to know so many great people in the Valley Baseball League through that. Um, I've gotten to know. Leland better through this podcast. Uh, we, we talk more often. And originally when we started this podcast, you know, I was thinking, all right, we're going to talk about high school sports. It'll be fun. Um, you know, I'll talk to Leland more regularly. I'm sure I'll get to know him a little bit better. Um, and I joke the longest joke that we have. And again, I didn't even mean anything by it. It's just the way I used (laughs) to describe him to people as the guy I work with at the radio station. And I don't even know how long I had been doing that when I was telling him a different story about, what I had told this other person, a friend of ours or friend of mine. And he goes, have I not graduated to like your friend that works at the radio station with you? <laughs> and I didn't even think of it. I mean, cause I would classify him as a friend and I do, I joke about him. I joked about it last week about him being 
demoted back to guy I work with at the radio <laughs> station, but I've gotten to know Leland quite well um, over the past few years, but this year, especially talking once a week on this podcast and uh, I've gotten to meet listeners, Ron, Rob, um, <laughs> through this podcast. I've gotten to uh, interact with Jeff Moore through this podcast. That's a guy that, you know, we see on Friday nights during the fall, but he stays connected with us pretty regularly during the season. Uh, and just so many other people that we have talked to on this podcast and that listen to this podcast and we have fun with. And again, for me, 40 sports as well. Um, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. But I've, (laughs) I've had a lot of fun, uh, doing this and I hope the listeners have had fun with it as well. Uh, it's, I know it's been a lot of uh, good times for me, and I, I know Leland's enjoyed it as well, and I just enjoy yeah. the the debates that we're able to have, and uh, again, I, I know it seems like sometimes maybe Leland and I, especially that 16 team playoff debate where we get hot uh, with each other and tell each other we're so wrong, and the other one doesn't know what they're talking about, but again, at the end of the day, some of that is just, yeah. you know, we just, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about, um, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's, it's nice to know that um, Leland is there. And again, not just with the podcast. I know Leland and I have shared stuff, not podcast related, uh, with each other, especially over the past year. And that's, that's meant a lot to me. So I just, what I want to say here is, uh, I want to thank you, Leland, for all the work that you have done, um, with this podcast and getting the intro music from Graham and getting Kelsey to do the voice and your wife doing the artwork and you putting as much work into this workbook as you do every single week. Um, I try to fill in where I can. I try to pick up the slack a little bit. I know it's not nearly as much as you do. Um, so I just want to say thank you again for everything you've done. Well, thanks for that. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, but yeah, thanks for acknowledging it. Uh, I do try to uh, set you up uh, to, to do well because we're talking local sports and and you're new to the area, uh, newer to the area. So I, I've always tried to set you up, but I think by now you you know what you need to know and you can, you know, make the fan base as angry as you choose to and chill how he was on the list this week. So, um, but, but uh, I appreciate the acknowledgement. I appreciate you coming on arguing with me. Uh, that ride to Middlesex for that Essex Riverheads game was so much fun. And I, I was hoping people would enjoy hearing it. And uh, we know at least some of y'all do. And uh, we appreciate those that listen every week. And even the ones that just come in here and there, uh, we appreciate that too. Um, and it makes it worth the work, but I think the the best advice you gave when we started doing this was what are we trying to get from this? Like what, what are we trying to do? Is it, is it a listener count? Is it, we're going to try to get sponsors or do you just want to have fun? And my immediate answer was, I just want to have fun. I just need the outlet to talk about this stuff once a week so that my wife doesn't leave me because I talk about, <laughs> you know, 18 year old boys playing football too much. Um, so this gives me that outlet. I appreciate you being here for it and, and caring a, to argue with me about it you know as dismissive as you are usually on national topics with the high school stuff you you do try to at least go back and forth with me uh even when it's the same storyline same arguments that i've been making um and you can see them coming you're ready for me and so i appreciate uh the work that you do um and filling in those gaps so uh there uh that's my on the spot response to your thank you of me (laughs) uh but it's been fun creating this for a year we're gonna keep going um this isn't a goodbye episode by any means. This is just a even kind of marking the year. Yeah, even and though I made it sound like it, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to keep going. We're going to jump back into the regular flow next week. 
hitting high school football hard next week because it's going to get going at the end of next week. And I have a lot of preseason information that's got to come out of me one way or the other. And this podcast might just be the opportunity for it. So we will do that. But before then, make sure you guys are watching college football start this weekend. Miami, Florida, Saturday night at 7. Watch that. I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week. The ACC Network gets going this week. Uh, I'll be um, able to watch unless that. Unless you have Comcast, yeah. <laughs> I'll be able to watch on DirecTV. You're welcome anytime to come watch my TV and the ACC uh, once Network. Once Yellowstone is over, uh, Comcast is going to call. <laughs> get a call. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm waiting for at this point. And then uh, one thing that's uh, added to the list today, uh, Virginia's Little League baseball team, uh, two no-hitters this weekend, and they'll, they won't play again until Wednesday. Uh, make sure you're watching them. That's not often we have a Virginia team in there, so watch them. They're a likable team. They have one kid that's really awesome, and uh, he just looks like a baseball player, and, and he plays well, uh, that Lee kid. So um, make sure you're watching the Virginia team, rooting for them, um, but also rooting for all those Little Leaguers to uh, make the best of that moment. I have my reservations about the Little League World Series. Uh, I enjoy watching it. I do watch it. I know why they put it on air. I think it's a lot of pressure for those kids. But make sure you're supporting uh, those kids and uh, and and keeping it positive because um, the Twitter universe doesn't need your negativity about uh, little kids playing baseball. So for that's this week, make sure you're ready for next week's episode. When we jump back to our normal flow of things. And uh, you can follow us on at Yak Sports Pod at Twitter at Yak Sports pod at facebook and yaksportspod at gmail.com is how you email us subscribe on Podbean, apple google spotify and make sure you're telling your friends and we will be back next week jumping hot and heavy into the high school football action and this has been the yak sports podcast with leo mccray and joe deck you've been listening to yak sports your augusta county sports podcast 